1: Today, I'm joined by Michael Levin, who is the founder and CEO at VeriCred. Michael joins us on the line today from New Jersey, and it's a pleasure to welcome him to the show.
0: Good morning, Nick. Thanks for having me.
1: Morning, Michael. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Really looking forward to hearing more about VeriCred and the great work that you're doing there. Before we start, though, would you mind sharing with our listeners a bit more about your background and the steps and their process that led to you starting up the business? Sure.
0: So I actually had a life completely outside of uh, insurance and really outside of uh, technology. So I grew, founded, grew, brought public and ultimately sold a company and found myself uh, about a year later at a uh, captive medical malpractice carrier. And that's where I got involved with the world of uh, doctor data or provider data and what a messy world uh, that was. So came out of that, uh, that one-year engagement uh, with a focus, a, a desire to start a business to address that issue around provider data. And we, we started with a subset of that data and, and found a really interesting use in helping individuals find a health plan in which their doctors participated. And from there, the business evolved uh, and we never went down that original path. But about two years in, we we start to recognize that what the problems that we were solving were symptomatic of a bigger issue. And that was this industry, health insurance and employee benefits, lacks connectivity, lacks infrastructure. So that's what we set out to solve.
1: Fantastic, Michael. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about the previous business that you took public? I think it'd be a good way for our listeners to get some good background on you and your career. Yeah,
0: so as uh, really completely outside the space, uh, we, uh, we manufactured color printer supplies. Uh, so we were we did some really great innovative things around that space. Uh, these supplies are uh, inordinately expensive, and we provided an alternative to the, uh, the manufacturer's brand that were high quality, new build, and built distribution around the world around these, uh, these products. So yeah, that was uh,
1: my last life. Awesome awesome very very interesting and then how did you transition or make the move from that into the world of medical malpractice that seems like quite a job
0: uh, it somewhat happenstance a an attorney that uh, we had worked with uh, in that past life I was out to lunch with her and she understood who and what uh, I am and you know the problems that I solved and she stopped in the middle of lunch and said, would you be interested in uh, talking with us? this company that I work with? They're going through some growth pains. They need to do a bunch around their management, around systems and processes. And I said, sure. Uh, so that's how it all began, just through a casual introduction from a, an attorney that uh, with whom I had a relationship.
1: Absolutely fantastic. So Those transferable skills, very much of value to you there and of value to that company thank you michael of course we're in the insurance coffee house today so it'd be remiss if i didn't ask you what's your go-to coffee of choice that gets you up and going in the morning
0: so when I am home, brew Pete's Coffee. Uh, that's out of Seattle. So that is my my go-to. And the the, the ground is uh, Commander something or other. I, I it slipped <laughs> my mind. And then when I'm on the move, uh, I typically go to Starbucks because they're everywhere and it's consistent yeah. and I know what I'm getting.
1: And how do you take it? Do you take it straight up or with some milk or latte? Straight up, black, no sugar, no
0: milk. You know, it's just straight up.
1: Man of my own heart. I am actually holding up a coffee cup, but my my, green screen, he can't sit. (laughs) I won't try doing that again. Michael, thank you for that. Let's move on to the business now. Very cred. You could give an overview of what exactly the business does, what solution you're looking to solve and where the business is at the moment. Sure.
0: Well, let me start with this. We are a bunch of benefit geeks, health insurance and employee benefit geeks. And we believe passionately that in order for our industry to go through its digital transformation like others have, we need to simplify the exchange of data. So that's what we do. Uh, We connect health insurance and employee benefit carriers to insurtech companies to simplify the exchange of data.
1: Wow. That is a very clear and concise way of describing your business with don't think i've heard quite such a an articulate way of putting that together before michael so thank you for sure. that in terms of the business then at the moment what size are you where are you located what markets are you servicing and geographically as well where you're offering
0: sure so we're a, a venture-backed company so we closed a series b back in in march At that time, we were about 50 people. We're a little over 80 right now, and we'll be north of 100 by the end of the year. We're headquartered to the extent that anyone has a central headquarters now uh, post-COVID or during COVID in New York City. Uh, But we have team uh, throughout the United States.
1: Is the US, is that the market that you focus on or do you work internationally as well?
0: Yeah, no, we're uh, focused on the U.S. health insurance uh, employee benefits market. And, you know, there is enough challenge within that space uh, to focus there for the foreseeable future. And, you know, the problem that we're solving, Nick, is in this space. Uh, so first of all, health insurance and employee benefits in the States, a lot of vernacular, it's very complex, a lot of edge cases And it's exacerbated by the fact that there is very little connectivity. There are very few standards. So there's all these companies that are trying to create better experiences for you and I as individuals, uh, for employers, for brokers, and even the carriers themselves. And what's missing is that that in-between that's us so we're a data company we don't build any of the apps we don't build any of the shiny cool demoable uh, applications that those folks use but what we do do is we enable all of them uh, that's our whole role is to enable this digital transformation
1: thank you michael and in terms of that enablement if you're working with an insurtech you're working with a carrier or working with a broker whoever the stakeholders or or customers might be how do you implement that and how do you you developed your processes or your systems to allow them to benefit from that data, allow them to really use that data to the, to their very best benefit.
0: Sure. So let's focus on the functions that we enable. And we talk about the distribution lifecycle how these products are quoted, how they're sold, how one enrolls and manages them over time and renews. Uh, the, the industry term uh, you'll hear is digital quote to card. That is our true north, enabling digital quote to card across this industry, across mm-hmm. this uh, this space. So we offer our InsurTech partners the modern APIs that they crave uh, and that some of us assumed would exist when they started their their businesses, but there are very few of those out there. So we give that we provide them with incredible leverage. They integrate to our platform, and uh, they get access to all the carriers on our on our platform. On the carrier side, our benefit provider side, we meet them where they are today. We build to the carrier, and however different or ugly, the way they uh, deliver data, ingest data, and process transactions. For both sides, our solution is a one-to-many, right? Instead of security reviews and integrations and migrations and testing with hundreds of different organizations, they do so with a one-to-many. And I, I uh, suggested the same on the, on the insurtech side. So if you're building, if you're in the space and you're building a quoting experience, uh, whether you're a tech-enabled broker or you're building software for a broker to use or directly consumer-facing, we have all the underlying data and business rules and validations to drive those experiences so our partners can focus on the user experience, their go-to-market strategy, their business funnel, that which differentiates them, right? And then enrollment and eligibility, which is uh, how you enroll in these products and, you know, how you add members and, and term members, and change addresses. There too, we're offering these APIs that are consistent across carriers and even lines of coverage so that our partners get incredible leverage. In the absence of what we do, each side would have to build to hundreds of different entities. And it's just untenable. It's just too complex. There are too many. And that's why we're so passionate that infrastructure is is necessary for this industry's digital transformation.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Michael. I touched upon some of the benefits that what would you say are are the main key benefits for those different stakeholders is it the access to all the data coming through from those different businesses that you can pull in and bring together
0: sure so uh the benefits The court benefits are the same across both sides and and really reside in that one to many. But let's look at the different constituents. So let's look at the carriers first. So around quoting, we give them access to digital distribution, right? So the, the, the new competitive landscape is digital. And carriers need to be thinking about how do we do this? How do we get our products on these increasing number of different platforms? That is a problem that that we we solve for them. And similarly, all those new uh, companies that are rising to create different experiences, we give them access to all of the different carriers and lines of coverage uh, that they need. So there's that digital distribution aspect. There's an efficiency aspect, uh, particularly around enrollment and eligibility, where while well, you and I as individuals may have a digital experience, we may enter our application online. In the vast majority of cases, there that data is being re-entered. Sometimes it's going to paper, uh, sometimes a brokers on a portal re-entering it it's being touched so many times because there's lack of quality data transfer so uh bringing efficiency to to brokers and to uh the uh, and to the the carrier so those are two of the the, the core benefits digital distribution and efficiency around um uh, around how these products are enrolled and managed over time
1: and clearly at the moment, there, like you said, there's a lot of platforms that have started up over the last few years. Increasing number of competition, which I think is only um, a benefit really to the end policyholders or to the to the end customers. How do you see the employee benefits and in health insurance market going forward now over the next couple of years? Do you see more people entering, more companies, more businesses entering the market?
0: We do. It's a it's an exciting and transformative time in, in this space, right? And health insurance and employee benefits sounds very state, but it's actually going through this, this dynamic change. So it's super exciting. And we're seeing more short techs come in. We're seeing new carriers uh, enter the, this space. We're seeing uh, new products being uh, developed. The common theme is that all of that needs that digital infrastructure the infrastructure mm-hmm. that other industries have built and built on this industry needs and you know that's that's what uh, we're focused on and these folks can't go it alone so what gets me up in the morning nick is the fact that we are enabling this right we're enabling new product development we're enabling new distribution new uh, unique business models that's exciting in this uh, in this space
1: absolutely absolutely and- i know from our discussions Together, that's something you're incredibly passionate about and you know, that change that is happening which you're enabling within the employee benefits uh, is great to see and like i said earlier i think it's it's in everybody's benefit in the in, in the long term michael brings us on nicely to the espresso round of the interview today as the questions are short sharp and straight to the point i know you like your pete's coffee and you like it straight up black coffee are you ready for the espresso round now? I'm ready. Let's go. The
0: espresso round.
1: Michael, what percentage of your employees would you say are from the industry, from the employee benefits, from the healthcare industry, as opposed to non-industry careers?
0: About 40% of our uh, employees have health insurance or employee benefits background, whether that be through a a carrier or a technology company, as a broker, they, they know this industry.
1: Quite a high figure there, Michael, which is interesting to see. Clearly, a lot of value experience from within the sector. What would you say are the benefits for your business or the value that you do see coming from a career within the industry?
0: Yeah, well, as I said at the top of the conversation, this is an exceedingly complex space. There's terminology, there's edge cases, there's different market segments, vary by group size in the employer segment. So the the benefit of bringing folks in who have is that domain experience, is that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And not only does it allow them to ramp up uh, faster, but it allows them to contribute. We're building, right? We're building and we benefit from each new individual who joins our team. And when they uh, come in with industry experience, we're that much better for it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And how do you find for them that transition from maybe being a broker and an agency or being at a carrier? how do they find that transition moving to more of a technology enabled business a data business like yours
0: yeah it it differs across all of those so if uh someone's coming in from a technology company Uh, They'll understand um, our stage, they'll understand, you know, our our culture, they'll understand what makes them uh, successful. Uh, Coming from a carrier, typically much larger organizations, Mm -hmm. risk-off organizations, uh, slower-moving organizations... Um, the, uh, the, the pace, uh, in a, a earlier stage company is, is different. The, uh, the lack of structure or the structure, at least that they're used to, uh, is, uh, is very different from a, a, broker perspective, uh, it depends what market segments, uh, but we found that brokers make a very nice transition into our business.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And what would you say the personalities that best suit working for your Business or working for a business like yours.
0: Yeah, so we look for uh, agility, uh, tenacity, grit. Uh, what we do is hard. Uh, what we do is exceedingly important. Uh, so we we have to work hard uh, at what we do day in and day out. So those are some of the the key uh, elements that we look for. In addition to just really smart people, right? That's uh, that's job number one.
1: And what would you say are the opportunities available there and how do they compare maybe with someone if they continue a career path at a, at a carrier or a broker? What could be the extra opportunities of working for Vericred?
0: So the first opportunity is to be part of this journey, uh, to be part of this ride. I mean, we're building something very fundamental, very important. And I've, I know I've overused the word, but enabling, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that is an opportunity uh, for these folks. We're also growing and we're growing rapidly. And with uh, rapid growth, it creates new roles, new positions uh, that uh, that folks can uh, evolve into. So, you know, in a rapidly growing early stage company that's building something very fundamental, uh, there are a lot of opportunities to uh, to grow.
1: And when you are recruiting from the industry, clearly you've had a lot of success. Forty percent of your staff coming from the industry, but are there any frustrations? Are there any skills or anything that you see lacking when they when they're coming out of insurance and employee benefit sector?
0: I think I alluded to this on the carrier side that uh, if uh, if they're if those individuals are used to the kind of structure, they're used to an HR group, and they're used to all these different types of structures. Uh, It can be surprising to come into an earlier stage company that's got fewer resources, albeit growing, uh, that moves very, very quickly. You know, we uh, we make decisions and execute in days, weeks, months, as opposed to months, years and decades, if you will. So one of the things that we look for and and sometimes we hear is, uh, well, this is an entrepreneurial group within the carrier. Well, you don't, it's not the same, right? And it's really, unless you've spent time in a smaller company, you really don't know until you get there. So we spent a lot of time vetting folks culturally and make sure they really understand that. Uh, we want it to be a great fit for for them as well as us.
1: Absolutely. It's such an important thing too, because it's it's certainly not for everyone by, by no means. It's about identifying and attracting the right People On that point, if there are any insurance or employee benefits executives out there now who are considering a move into the technology space within their industry for an insure tech, for a health and benefits technology business like yours, what should they be doing now in preparation for that to to make sure that that move is a successful one?
0: So they should be immersing themselves in the community. Right, in short tech uh, meetings, uh, conferences to the extent that they, uh, they exist uh, to really understand uh, not only the problems that are, are being solved. Um, but, but the culture, uh, and how it it may differ, uh, because again, best of intentions you really want, but you want that, that right fit, you know, the, going back to those core goals of agility, tenacity, and grit, do they want that, you know, being in an early stage company is never comfortable, uh, right. So are you prepared for that? So those are some of the things and. You know, where we've seen the, the most success, particularly that of the, the carrier side is within innovation groups. Increasingly, you'll see carriers with uh, innovation roles, transformation roles. Uh, those are great bridges uh, to ensure tech. So if there's an opportunity, if that's the path that one wants to take, the opportunity to participate in one of those innovation or transformation uh, roles is a very, very nice bridge.
1: Yeah, it's a great way of dipping your toe in. I really take your point as well about really immersing yourself in the industry beforehand. You know, there's lots of great tech, insure tech meetups around there. Obviously, podcasts, podcasts like this one, where you can gain a lot of education and a lot of information about exactly what's involved. But I also think just picking up your phone, speaking to your peers, people have already made that transition already. Find out how the culture compares, How find out how... The roles compare, you know, the day in, the days out, because I'm sure it's not all, you know, wearing a T-shirt and trainers to work and, and playing ping pong on the, on the cool office table tennis table. You know, there's a, there's an awful lot of hard work involved and a lot of rewards, but also a lot of challenges as well. So I think people have really got to prepare themselves for that, but it's certainly an exciting opportunity for the, for the right person.
0: It is. And I will say for the record that we do have the stereotypical ping pong table. So uh. that's, that's
1: good to hear. That's good we to do hear. Have that. <laughs> Michael, we're almost at the end of our time today. Time has really gone so quickly. But before we go, do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners? And if there is anyone else out there who'd like to know more about the business or like to reach out to you, how would they go about contacting you?
0: so you you can contact us uh, through our website you can contact me uh, directly at mlevin m l e v i n at uh, veracred.com. in terms of advice uh if you're thinking about making a move into in short tech do those things that uh, that we spoke of uh make sure you're you're passionate about affecting change that's what the, this space is all about and and if you are Go for
1: it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Michael, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really interesting to hear about your background and some of the great things happening there at Very Credit. It sounds like a, a great opportunity for for anyone who's looking to make a difference in in that space. So thank you very much for joining us today, Michael. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Uh, it's a real pleasure. It's a real pleasure. And to all our listeners out there, whether you're insure tech leaders, insurance leaders, Uh, Wherever you're listening around the world, I'm sure you would have gained a lot of great insights and advice from Michael today, and um, I'm sure you would have enjoyed listening to the show. If you did enjoy the show, please remember to download and subscribe to the pod to receive each one of our episodes directly into your app each week. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or would like to learn more about the competitive advantage that podcasts can give to your business when attracting talent, please reach out to us at insurance-search.com. Or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Until next time, I've been Nick Hoadley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House Global Insure Tech Series. Take care.
0: You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.